Hey everyone, welcome back to the True Blue Podcast. I'm your host, Zachary Sicardi. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at True Blue Podcast or Podcast True Blue. Um, shit, it's late. It's like 3 in the morning, but I'm up. Um, kind of took a nap tonight. It was awesome. And then here I am, I'm up. So fuck it, let's do a podcast. Let's do some recording. Recording. Um, yeah, it's um, my first podcast of 2021, so that's cool. Shit, today is what, February 13th, um, if you want to go with today being a day, but if you're a night owl like me, it's still February 12th, but whatever, whatever the fuck. Um, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a while since I've done a podcast. Uh, but I'm happy to be back. I'm happy to be doing it. I had a friend reach out to me and ask me about it. And, it, you know, sometimes you just need a little bit of a push. Um, so shout out to my friend, buddy. Um, yeah, so. Jeez, um, I'm just happy to be doing something creative. I really am. Um, my younger brother, shout out to him. He just got a studio to do his music in Jersey. And that can be a tough thing. Finding a studio where you can actually like rent it and, you know, rent it monthly and record music and stuff is really difficult. And then most times you have to go to the ghetto or you go to a very industrial area and it's far away. So when you have a good situation where you, you know, can get a, a place to rehearse, it really means a lot. Like really means a lot. And if you're in a band, you definitely know what I mean, especially, I mean, I, you know, I, I was playing a lot of music when I lived in New Jersey, so that's my only experience. We used to have to go to Patterson, and it was like we shared, we subletted. While this one band went on tour, we um, we took their spot in the studio that shared it with another band. And it worked out fine because the, the nights that we practiced, they didn't, so it was perfect. But I remember having to go there, and one of my friends, who will remain anonymous, <laughs> used to get kind of spooked out by driving into Patterson, so he would never want to go, so I'd always have to pick him up. Um which is sort of a pain in the ass, but you know it's all good. Uh, I enjoyed the the uh, the car the car ride, I should say. Um, but yeah, we would we would get there, and they would do that thing where they put um, chairs in front of their houses, so you wouldn't park in front of their homes. Um, so that way they can you know preserve their spot, which I totally get. I mean, I do. I totally get that. It is a little, I guess, ghetto maybe, um, but just a, a small sign. But we ne- we never had any problems. I mean, you know, we just parked our car on the street, wherever, and we had all our equipment there. It was, like, in the back of this. All right, so there's this one, like, house on the, on, like, the, like, like, right off the street. And then you go into the back, and there's this other little, like, smaller shanty house. Um, and there were a couple of studios in there. And I remember one time, not our studio, but another one got flooded. It was not a pretty sight. So, yeah, you have to go to these weird places sometimes to play music. So I'm really happy for my for my younger brother. He found a spot not too far from him. You know, so since we last spoke, I've been uh, doing a lot of ancestry stuff. I haven't done the shit where you swab and, you know, they tell you where the fuck you're from. But I did do, like, all the um, the family tree stuff, you know, the stuff where you can... Type in your name and find all the links. They have a it's a total racket because what they do is you um, you sign up for it, right? And then 
it links you to all these like newspaper.com and all these like ones for you know living in other countries or the yearbooks and stuff and then you get to pay them and honestly like I was getting information from my mom and you know she was so happy to hear it and it was really cool so I didn't give a fuck I spent like a hundred something bucks to get the fucking year subscription or something and I got the newspaper one let me tell you that newspaper one is amazing like there were all these little small like newspapers uh, like these small town newspapers for these individual towns sometimes and it's so cool I mean shit they keep such great such great record of shit I found all the stuff on my dad and on you know on my brother's family my family you know there's a lot of last names Luckily, they're not terribly common, so it's you know a little easier to maybe pinpoint some things. But that's really cool. It's cool to be able to like talk to my mom, talk to my aunt, and ask them questions about our family who came from Ireland and the things that they remember and the connections that they make and just like jogging their memories. It's so cool. I can't get enough of it. It's For me, it's so interesting to hear about family history, especially coming from Ireland, like, you know, only so many generations ago, like two or three. Um, and then just finding all these, like, registration cards for World War One and Two, and, you know, all the um, anniversaries, obituaries, you know, all the run-ins with the law, all these things that I was able to, to come up with. It was really interesting. And it was also kind of cool because I found some old photos uh, from like some of like like the yearbooks and stuff of my uncle, my aunts and stuff. And I sent them over to my cousins and they got them to my uncle and aunt. So a lot of my family, they're not versed in technology, especially my mom. Like she thinks most of this stuff is still magic as far as how I get this information, you know. Um and that's cool. I'm fine with that. I would love if she had access to it a little bit more, but you know that she's, you know, allow me to look it up and go over the info with her is is cool. Um, but to be able to supply my family with this stuff feels really cool. You know, like they reminisce or they smile about something or they'll say, "Oh wow, this person looks like my son," or you know, there's all those sort of relations and stuff. And I hope other people have that for their families because it's just a really, really cool thing to be able to share, you know, to see your history. And it's just, it's a trip. So uh, I wrote down a couple things. I always, for my podcast, I like to write down like just a couple thoughts um, that I want to go over that I figured I'd expand upon. And it's just sort of funny reading them because they're so fucking random. Like, the next thing I have written after the Ancestry is close your mouth during pictures. Which, it's funny just because I have, I have it sort of written out. So, I, I guess I'll touch on that. Um, I just, I guess it's a pet peeve, but everyone has their fucking mouth open in all these damn pictures. I mean, if you're on a roller coaster, no problem. Do it. Let's see it. Let's see those small fucking pictures. But if it's you holding up a donut, or you in your car, and you have, I don't know. You know, just all these fucking people with their mouths open, like they're so blown away or, oh, my God, look, you know, like, I don't know. It's just it's so uh, it's so lame. It really is. I just see it. I'm like, close your fucking mouth. Just smile. Open your mouth like, oh, my God, I'm in a photo. 
But I get it. It's hard to sometimes take a picture or like know what to do. And also, I'm not hating if people are happy and they're opening their mouths and shit and they're so happy to be somewhere. And good for them. You know, I'm not honestly good for them. But I could still bitch about it. I could still say it's fucking wiggity. You're never going to catch me with that shit again, unless I'm on a roller coaster, in which case do it. That's, you know, that's that's the best part. So, yeah, just uh, wanted to touch on that. And, you know, another thing I was thinking about, because I get a lot of heartburn. I take Pepsid, and I know there's, like, the extra strength shit and all this other stuff. I wish I could take one gigantic fucking antacid for, like, the rest of my life. Like, a huge one. Like, you have to put it in, like, a fucking hot tub and, like, absorb it through your skin. Or you have to, like, spend a weekend, like, knocked out (laughs) on some, like, uh, antacid IV. Like, it would be so fucking awesome not to have heartburn or not to be like, where's my antacids? To hear, the, you know, the, 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 like, little jingle of your of your pills and stuff. Because, yeah, I get heartburn, like, not, like, for everything, but, you know, the obvious shit. I just, with eating, even sometimes tuna, because I have a lot of tuna fish that has, um, like, different seasonings. So sometimes the, like, seasoning, or it'll be, like, jalapeno tuna, which, I mean, obviously, duh, it's going to be hot. Still, like, I wish I could take one gigantic antacid and just be good for the rest of my life. Like, huge. You know, have it be like, you know, again, like something where I'm out for the weekend or like, I don't know, I I have to like, you know, like fast for the whole weekend. Like, I would do it. You know, I, I plan on living until I'm at least 103. You know, I'll be 39 this year. So that's, that's a long time, 70, 80 years, something like that. So, um if I could just take one antacid to hold me over for that whole time, that would be amazing. Uh, another pet peeve thing I have, again, it's it's silly, but rest in power. A lot of people die, you know, a lot of famous people's shit since the holidays. And, you know, I'm sure you have a list and, you know, there's plenty of musicians and whatever people in your life. And I see rest in power. It's so, uh, gosh, I don't know. It's sort of like born day. Say birthday. Rest in peace. Rest in power. I want to rest in peace. When I die, say rest in peace, please. Okay, don't say rest in power, all right? I don't want to have power. (laughs) I want to have peace. But again, with the whole mouth open thing too, this is like, you know, if this is how people communicate, right on. I'm not trying to hate. I get what you mean. But it's just one of those things that I see and I'm like, come on now. Come on now. Uh, Another thing on this list here is uh, I'm sick of seeing people dance in my Instagram feed. I only have Instagram, but, you know, you can post your, your TikTok videos on there or whatever. And, you know, I love, honestly, I love dancing. I love any expression to music. But when I watch some of these people fucking dance, they're just so into themselves. It's nice. It's, like, choreographed. It's all this shit. But they're just, they just seem so into themselves. And I think that's what turns me off, you know. I'm a, I'm a pretty modest guy, you know. It's good to have confidence totally. But to be just sort of, like, obnoxious about some things, it just... I see these people like they're so like, yeah, and I'm like, there's a thousand motherfucking people out there doing this shit. You know, it's just not for me. That's all. But when it comes up on my Instagram feed, I'm like, oh, come on. I never thought I'd say this, but I fucking can't stand some of these people fucking dancing. And I just so fucking wiggity. Um, let's see here. Let's see what else we have. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I did want to talk about. um <laughs> You ever notice the way people say goodbye in TV shows or in movies? They never really say, all right, I'll see you later. All right, you know, let's let's hang out tomorrow. They just sort of walk out and everything's so, like, funny and witty and shit. 
Like, could you, like, imagine just doing that to one of your friends or whatever? Like, all of a sudden you left and you're like, where did Jerry go? What the fuck? He just popped by for, like, a second, said a couple lines and drove off? What the hell? What a weirdo. You know? Like, I always think about that, the way, like, people are come and go or, you know, the way they, they say goodbye and stuff. It's all, you know, it's all for entertainment and, you know, you're, you're sort of watching it. But I'm just like, man, imagine you can get away with that. Just, like, peacing out. And... Don't get me wrong. I've done that like way back in the day at like large parties where I'm like, ah, this sucks. And then, you know, you go try to see like you go try to say goodbye to your friend who invited you and they're doing off or what off, whatever the fuck. And you're just like, I'm out of here. But that's a totally different scenario. What I'm talking about is, you know, how they just peace out. They come over, you know, and then they just that's it. I'm going to try that. It's probably not going to be terribly popular, but just one of those things. I'm like, man, that's so cool. Um Let's see here. So, yeah, I guess that's it. That's sort of all my shit to sort of bitch about. So thanks for hearing me out on that. It was really, really good to get out. Really cathartic to get out. So, you know, I'm going to talk a little self-care. I'm going to talk a little self-care here. Found this Instagram post a while back. A lot of good shit on Instagram. You know, you start liking the right shit. starts coming up in your feed. I've been liking a lot of quotes and shit. Big... Big quote guy. Love the quote. Love the written word. Um, so sometimes I've been saving shit. This here, though, this is um, something from a, a page called Anxiety underscore Wellbeing. Um, I don't even follow them. They just came in my feed. I liked it, saved it. And what it is, it's a happiness, chemicals, and how to and and how to hack them. So um, how to um, how to attain these chemicals. Uh, these happiness chemicals and how to how to do so by doing um, easy tasks or just simple things. So I, I I thought this was really cool. It split them up in in the four like happy um, chemicals: the dopamine, oxytocin, uh, endorphin, and serotonin. And it gives a little like example. So I figured I would read through these and kind of give a little comment on them. So yeah, this will be cool. So the first one is dopamine. It's the reward chemical. And you get this from completing a task. Um, you also get it from doing self-care activities like this podcast. You get it from eating food and then celebrating little wins. This is great. Little wins. I mean, you can as little as fucking possible. I took out the garbage today. Win. Fucking I brushed my teeth today. Win. I fucking, I don't know, I uh, listen to some music today, win. I mean, really, so damn simple. You don't have to really think too hard on this. So I like that. And then eating food, of course. Food is amazing. I love food. I can talk about it in great, in, uh, in, in great detail, and it's it's the best. I love breaking bread. I love, like, I, I mean, I would just go out to eat. Even, like, shit, when I was living in, like, Jersey, we'd go to diners, we'd We'd fucking, we would go to Chili's. We would go like do something, and then we go to like a, a coffee house or back to the diner. Well, I don't say back to the diner, but we would, you know, we would we would go to the diner. Usually, end up at the diner. I remember we would sit in the smoking section when we didn't smoke. And when I say we, I just mean like a couple of my friends who like that's how they would do it, and I would just be like, whatever. It wasn't really ever too, too annoying um, with like. With the smoking, but that's where I guess all the cool kids or where the where the kids hung out. And that was cool. And then doing self care activities, huge. You know, seriously. 
doing this podcast. I mean, any fucking thing you want to name. Going for a walk, you know, doing a triathlon, fucking swimming for an hour, whatever. And then completing a task. Very simple. Very simple. You know, something really just tidying things up or organizing something or maybe going through and throwing things out that you don't need. Completing a task. The reward chemical, dopamine. All right, so next for this, we'll go to oxytocin. That's the love hormone. That's cool. So you get that. um, You can hack that (laughs) by playing with the dog, playing with the baby, holding. It's just holding hand, holding hands, hugging your family, not just anyone, but your family, (laughs) and then give a compliment. I'd also argue getting a compliment probably feels good too, but giving one for sure, you know. Um, sometimes I want to say it's tough, but you know, you have to be sincere, be honest. Um, I think as long as you're, you know, sincere and honest, the person will probably understand, but I know there's a lot of sensitivity out there. And sometimes if you compliment someone, they may not understand it. And sometimes I'll, I'll like see something and I'm like, ah, it's really cool. And it may be just like something they're wearing or whatever, you know, and Hey, speak up because I know for me, anytime someone pays me a compliment, no matter how fucking small, or even if I'm like, really? I'm still like, cool, awesome. And then the next one, hugging your family. I mean, shit. I can get behind this one. After all this whack-ass COVID shit, I can definitely get behind this one. Um, I'm definitely missing my family, um, as we all are, of course. Um, And then it says holding hand. That's huge. Physical touch. Um, and I like that too, cause it's not like, you know, anything sexual per se, but, um, it's that whole connection. There's a great E.E. E. Cummings poem about, um, small hands. It's cool. Uh, the next one's playing with a baby. Okay. Well, this one I'll have to assume I don't have kids. Um, I'm the old, well, I'm sorry. I'm the youngest. Um, I have a younger brother, but we met when he was 13, so he definitely wasn't a baby. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I'm i sure, you know, shit, playing, you know. The the one above it is playing with the dog. That one I definitely get. I love my dog, but I think it's the whole with the baby and dog thing. It's the, um, uh, the, uh, the innocence, uh, the unconditional love. You know, they sort of, they don't know any better. They just love kind of thing. Um, so I think that's really awesome. Uh, and then on to the next one, which is serotonin. It's the mood stabilizer. I like that stabilizer. We can all be stabilized a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So this one you get from meditating, running, sun exposure, walk in nature, swimming, and cycling. Cycling, hell yeah. I used to ride my bike everywhere. Like everywhere. I used to ride it to Route 17. I used to ride it fucking all over. I rode it to, from Washington Township to Northvale. Um, I rode all, all over Westwood. Like when I was like, you know, fucking probably 10 to like, I don't know, 14, I rode my I rode my bike everywhere. It was awesome. My mom was so cool. She didn't give a fuck. She let me like, you know, I was responsible, straight edge, all that shit. So, um, but yeah, I used to love riding my bike. Fucking awesome. And swimming now, I mean, I've been swimming the last 10 years. Literally, I got swimming lessons in 2011. Um, 
I could swim. I just never knew how to like do the technique and breathing and all that shit. I just couldn't put it together. So, um, swimming is so fucking awesome. It feels so good. Um, yeah, fuck yeah, swimming. Uh, walk in nature. That's great. I I still go up to Ramapo Valley and smoke a little weed. I used to have this uh, like smokeless piece. It was cool. It was like it looked like a car part to me. It was so small and shit. Um, and I used to pack it with finest fucking greens and then go fucking for a hike and shit. And, you know, I'd have my disc man. Oh, no, no. That At this point, it was iPod. I had my iPod mini. So I was probably listening to Broken Social Scene, their self-titled album. Um, and then walking in nature, smoking a little weed. It's fucking so nice. Ramapo Valley is really nice. It has um, like a nice lake and shit and... I've gone there a couple times just when the leaves are changing, and it's amazing. New Jersey is so beautiful in the fall. I'll just leave it there. The next one is sun exposure, which is hilarious because I'm so fucking, I'm, so I'm half Irish, but I'm so, f- as my grandmother used to say, she would go, you're very fair. You know, I'm fucking pale, plain and simple. Uh, so sun, sun exposure, I got to be careful. But, of course, I love the sun. I remember it was the weekend that OJ went crazy and like killed his family and like drove on in his Bronco because um, I was at like Mount Vernon or I was in Vernon, New Jersey at this lake and you'd swim out to this little like platform and I remember I swam out to it and I just like laid there on it was so fucking comfortable and I was like I even thought fuck it I'm gonna get sunburned but this feels amazing and I got really sunburned. Like, fucking really. Like, I was fucking toasted. And I remember when I got home, OJ was running in his in his Bronco. So it was whatever, June, July of 94. But, yeah, the sun feels great. Love the sun. Even though I'm a pale motherfucker, I still love it, you know? I'm, I'm so careful, though. Next one is running. So I used to run a lot, which I used, I used to... Fucking running's great. It's so therapeutic. I love... I used to love, like, running out, like outdoors because you know the scenery changes and back when i lived in jersey i would go you know for for these jogs and it was cool i'd see people like honestly people would like be honking all the time i'd always see somebody i'd probably run for like an hour right and i'd always see somebody it was just so cool listening to music and shit and i would get to this point i would, I would run it into westwood and then I would get to Westwood Ave where like all the stores are. And then that's when I would cool down. I used to walk up um, all of Westwood Ave. And a little bit of a like ego as I would um and I mean it would it would it would give me confidence though. I would see my reflection in like all the like store like windows and shit. And I would be like cut and shit. And I was really just like that was like when I was really first getting into like fitness and shit. And it was so awesome. It was like such a um such a thing to look forward to. The next one, meditating. That's great. Meditating's great. It's just spending time with, at least the way I'll, I'll explain it now, because this is one of those things, at least for me, that you can explain in many ways. But for me, it's just spending time, allowing things to come in, you know, allowing things to be at rest. Rest in peace, not rest in power. You know what I'm saying? All right, so the next and last one, of these happiness chemicals, the uh, the simple way to hack them. This one is uh, endorphin, the painkiller. Laughter, essential oils, 
watch a comedy, dark fucking chocolate, and exercising. Excuse me. This is really cool. This is a very eclectic list. I need some water. I think I'll be all right. So this is a very eclectic list. Exercising, got to move. We're meant to move. No matter what it looks like for you. Even if it's fucking five fucking minutes a day. Five minutes. If you think about five minutes and how quickly it goes, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, so, that yeah, definitely true. I mean, all these chemicals. I can remember um, exercising and when I first started really getting into the routine. That's really where I was like getting, you know, getting all my all my rocks off is the routine with it. Um, and then next, dark chocolate. You know, my chiropractor used to have dark chocolate, um, like Hershey's almond things, and I love them shits. I'm not a big dark chocolate. Guy. I don't like a lot of rich chocolates, but I'm lactose intolerant. And believe it or not, when I have milk chocolate shit, it fucks me up. It, it you know, it, it just gives me like. Um, like and like, like kind of like uh, like I'll sneeze and shit, uh, like more mucus and stuff. Like I don't like clear out a room or nothing, but it just it feels like I, I kind of have like a sore throat sometimes. But dark chocolate I I can fuck with, um, not a lot of it, but um, I used to get these little Hershey's things and they were really good. They had like almonds and shit, um, so that's actually really cool. Watch a comedy. Oh man, I've been watching these old school Howard Stern's lately, and they're funny as fuck. Like. I've been watching, like, I think it's from 99. So he's definitely going places, saying things that uh, he wouldn't get away with today, or very few people would. But it's so fucking funny. It's just Howard Stern was a lot more raw back then. And uh, just the questions he would ask some of his guests and shit, the places that he would go is just awesome. And I've been really enjoying that. It's been uh, making me laugh. Making me laugh out loud. So it's really awesome. So... You know, everyone enjoy a fucking funny comedy. Something that actually makes you laugh. Next one is essential oils. That's actually pretty cool. My ex-girlfriend kind of was like into this. I remember going to the hippie store and they have these like, um, these little, they're like, I think they were like little bottles and you smell them and they're supposed to like help you. And they all have like interesting like, um, names. One's like confidence. The other one's like new day or, um, uh, you know, peace and quiet. And it's cool, and you smell them, and it, it it's nice. It really is. Um, I use incense. I have this incense by Morningstar. It's the lavender one. Fucking amazing. It's so, it smells so good, and it smells so relaxed. I know that sounds weird, but it really does. So I'm, I'm hip to this essential oil thing. Um, I know, you know, there's a lot, a lot of layers with that, which is cool. And then the next one is laughter, which is awesome. I mean, that is so good. I can remember being in class, like when I was in high school, and I would find something funny. Or like something would happen, right? Everyone would laugh, and I'd laugh, but I would want to keep laughing because it made me laugh so much. And everyone had already moved on, but I was still fucking loving it. I can remember feeling like kind of awkward because I'd be like dying laughing if something, you know, someone fell out of the chair or, you know, someone like... um, uh, didn't put a letter in and they spelled a whole nother word like that she used to make me laugh so fucking hard and i can remember everyone they would all laugh and then i would be like just thinking about man that was so fucking funny and it would just keep me laughing and everyone not everyone but in my head everyone's looking over at me like what the fuck's this guy's problem you know and i'm just just laughing 
So yeah, this was cool. I really enjoyed this. It's from Anxiety Underscore Wellbeing on Instagram. Um, if you follow a lot of these pages, they have a lot of the shit on there, but it's really handy. So this is the happiness, the happiness chemicals hack chart. So uh, I'm glad to have gone over that with you. That was actually a lot of fun. So now, you know, I figured I would actually read some Jim Carroll poetry. Jim Carroll is my favorite poet. I read him before on this podcast, but fuck it. It's been a while since I read him, so I might as well pay some, uh, pay some respect to him. This guy uh, was from New York City, from Uptown. Um, he lived off of Dykeman. He uh, in um, uh, Washington Heights. And uh, he was an Irish Catholic, got into a lot of drugs, got into a lot of the counterculture and stuff. Um, you probably have seen Basketball Diaries or have heard about that. Um, but the whole Irish, the whole um, counterculture, he played in a punk band. Um, I'm, you know, I didn't get into, I didn't get into hard drugs like he did, but um, still, just that whole like vagabond poet thing is really cool. I can really, I can really identify with it. So I'm going to read from. He put out this book, I think, in '97. It's called Void of Course. And, uh, you know, I haven't even picked any poems, but I'm just going to go through it and look to see the ones I circled and just fucking read them. A lot of long ones in here. I try not to read too long ones because sometimes a lot of things can get lost. All right, let's see. Oh. Yeah, I got this book a long time ago when I lived in New Jersey. Okay, I'll read this one. It's called The Child Within. My voice has a quiver. That's where you store the arrows before you shoot. My voice sings deeper than it speaks. Some people hear tears hidden in the words I say. I'm not afraid of, say, swarms of locusts. When I want to weep, I do. It's no different than pissing. Some nights I can feel my voice melting down in greenish layers and luminescent like a plutonium cough drop. At times, I use my voice to laugh in order to, pr- in, in order to prove I am a man. Once I whacked my voice with a two-by-four so the fruit would grow faster on the plum tree beside the house. I would utter a phrase, any phrase. It wasn't like a chant. No ebb, no flow. And when it was about two and a half feet in front of me, I would swing the wood and just beat the living crap out of whatever I said. That's really cool. I really, really love this poem. I remember this line, the one that says, I'm not afraid of, say, swarms of locusts. When I don't want to weep, I do. It's no different than pissing. That's awesome. I love that. That's so fucking, um, so right on. When I want to weep, I do. It's no different than pissing. That's really fucking cool. And then he says, at times I use my voice to laugh in order to prove I am a man. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> That's so fucking cool. That's so cool. So this one was called The Child Within. It's fucking awesome. No wonder I circled it prominently. Alright. Let's see. Let's go in the bank. Let's go in the bank of the book and see what we got here. This one is called A Plea. The gray lake was there right where I had parked it. 
I received. Let me let me, let, let me start over. In fact, let me go get some water. All right. I'm not even gonna pause it. You're gonna hear me get up and move around. I'll try to talk though. Go get some fucking water. Gotta get that water. Bottles of water. Gotta get the water. Yeah, not so bad. What I waste like fucking like 35 seconds to hear me drink water. Talking for 30 minutes, I gotta get some water. Alright, let me start this fulker over. So it's called a plea. The Gray Lake was there right where I had parked it. I received your glass of cheap cha- of cheap champagne. Let me start over. This is a tongue twister, this one. It's called a plea. The Gray Lake was there right where I had parked it. I received your glass of cheap champ cheap champagne in the mail this morning. Please, I must insist that you cease all mercurial gestures of generosity. If you truly want to aid in this endeavor, then allow me to rip open your body, surgically precise, float you buoyantly on Dead Sea, water and divine the scroll of your intestine. You lick the glisten. You never bothered to wake me and betrayed me through omission, and it seems to me it must have been so tedious a thing for you to have done so long I forget yet I can never understand feeling you through your flights the oscillation of your darkness and light God beyond the imagery what would I find silver sedate slithering if it really opened if I really opened you up let me read that last line God beyond the imagery what would I find silver sedate slithering if I really opened you up this one is pretty deep. It, um, I should say deep, but it, um, for me, sometimes I like to break these downs. They, they, you know, they have their like their their little stanzas and shit. I like this this one where he goes, "If you truly want to aid in this endeavor, then allow me to rip your body." He says, "Then allow me to rip open your body, surgically precise, floating you buoyantly on dead sea, water and divine the scroll of your intestine." That's pretty crazy. I must have, yeah, this was really interesting. Definitely, um, yeah, interesting. All right, let's see here. I'll read one more. Let's go one more. That last one was tough. You can tell I'm not, like, rehearsing these because it was sort of a tongue twister. Cheap champagne. Cheap champagne. Try fucking saying, reading cheap champagne. Cheap champagne. Cheap cheap champagne. Cheap 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 cheap. That's what it sounds like. I'm just gonna just yeah. That was tough though. Cheap champagne. Champagne. Alright, let's see what we got here. Juan more. Juan Tana fan mail. Juan Tana fan mail. Alright, let's see. Alright, this one is called Radiation. It could be a smudge from the inky thumb. Of a slack x-ray technician. It could be the radiant image of a tumor on my lung. It could be by benign intent and a careless finger. The emblem of a tedious and and underpaid vocation. It could be the accurate imprint of my impending doom. Monday I'll learn. I think I should stick around, you know. That's really cool. I like he goes, uh. It could be by benign intent and a careless finger, the emblem of a tedious and underpaid vocation. 
That's awesome. Yeah, the, you know what I what I love about this poetry is you just go so many different places. And what's great about poetry is you can come up with your own meanings. I mean, even if you want to just dissect it by line by line, and like like honestly, throughout some of these um, poetry books, I'll like underline just certain areas that really just speak to me. And you know, it's such a long poem. In fact, here's one here. I put, um, or I should say, I underlined. You see, your leaving occurred without the foreplay of anxiety, which is essential, before one flies through the window of a car out of control. That's cool. Another one says, gravity, it keeps us from floating away, yet presses down, we stumble and fall. Another one says, it's months since, it's months now since you've been gone, and what I feel I'll tell you what it's like. It's like the last glass of Spanish champagne slipping from my hand, taking months to reach the carpet. It's fucking awesome. It's like a last glass of Spanish champagne slipping from my hand, taking months to reach the carpet. Fucking love that. Love that. That's so fucking awesome. And then uh, this, actually, this, this poem ends with The Bridges Over the Canal they're quaint and banal. Tourist boats pass underneath. I was a tourist to your body. It's just so cool. That goes from rhyming and he switches up the words at the end. It's just like, it's really cool. So that's it. Yeah, that's that's uh, what I'll share with you guys. Jim Carroll, Void of Course. Some poems and a couple of just uh, selections from the poems that are really cool. I encourage you to do the same with your poetry. Is Underline things. You know, circle things. Make it your own. You know, I mean, you know, you don't want to... I have some friends who they have... I guess they collect books, um, and they're very particular about them. Um, the bindings and everything. And I totally get that, but that's not for me. I figured I'd have to be that way with vinyl records. You know, you have to be careful. So books, if I had to... Excuse me, if I had to pretend that, like, I wanted to keep my books all, like, nice and shit, it would just be too much of a... Yeah, just... I ain't, I ain't trying to do that. It would just give me a headache. They have to look pristine. The fuck is this a library? Even then, you know what I mean? All right, so on to the True Blue playlist. So this is a song that I will put on my playlist and share with everybody. Um, and this song is, it's called The Last Words of Copernicus. It's by the United Sacred Heart Convention. And this is actually um, what's called a sacred harp. It's a, it's like a, it's a choir, if you will. Um, it started out like a Christian choir in like England. And then when it came over here to the States, they really adopted this in the South. Um, it's all acapella, so there's no instruments. It's cool. They all like stand in this square and the altos stand together, the tenors, um, the, um, the um, trebles, and then the, um, all like the, all the bases, they all stand together and they're in this square. And it's really cool, very um, polyphonic textures through it. It's it's almost like, have you ever heard any of the old Beach Boy stuff where there's no music, it's just all vocals? Kind of like that, but it's so fucking beautiful. I forgot how I came across this, but um, oh, I just really enjoyed it. And just, I don't know, I, 
I dig some of the gospel stuff. I really do. And what I kind of like about it is it's rooted in like love. It's rooted in, um, it's rooted in Christ. But that's for me. You can listen to this, and you know you don't have to draw those things from it. You can just still hear the emotion and the passion, and it just it. I love music that kind of oozes that stuff, and of course I have a relationship with my higher power, but um, you don't necessarily have to. It it still sort of writes in such a beautiful way. That's why I like a lot of gospel. I like a lot of soul gospel, soul music because baby and god you can switch it out and you know it just just the whole passion and love part i'm just so drawn to and uh this was this was great it's it's about like two minutes this song um it's uh really really great melodies it almost feels like you're kind of swimming through this song it's really kind of just a cool exercise this song very uplifting and and, and spiritual there's so much power in the in the group vocal. That's what's cool about this. There's no like main soloist or leader. They all sort of like work off work off each other. Um, and I was able to find some of the lyrics for this song. Um, it's it's pretty cool. Um, it's ye golden lamps of heaven, farewell with all your feeble light. Farewell, thou ever changing moon, pale empress of the light. And thou, refulgent orb of day, in brighter flames arrayed. And then it says, the singer looks forward to leaving earth for heaven. That's sort of, I guess, like the theme of this. But how fucking cool. Like, ye golden lamps of heaven, farewell. Pale empress of the light, and thou, refulgent orb of day. Farewell, thou ever-changing moon. That's so cool. Like, again, what I love about this shit is you can interpret it any which way. It doesn't have to be even religious. You know, it, 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 you know, it says, in brighter flames arrayed. Like, it's, it's very poetic and very, you know, like, uh, classic sounding in a way. But I just love the little things you can draw from it. And it's a great song. If I had a radio show, it would be the first song that I would play. Because it's a really cool intro since there's no um, instruments. And it's all sort of melodies, harmonies, very, like I said, very polyphonic. So it's it just pleases the ear. Again, it's um, it's the artist is the United Sacred Heart Convention. The song is called The Last Words of Copernicus. Um, it's on a compilation. I will, of course, share it on my True Blue playlist, probably on my Instagram as well as, uh, as my uh, Twitter. So, hey, that's it, everyone. This is kind of a long episode. And, you know, this is the first time I just hit record and just started talking some shit. Usually I'll, you know what I'll do, I'll, I'll kind of like, I'll test the sound and then I'll go back and, uh, you know, and I'll fuck up and whatever. But uh, yeah, so that was session 24 of the True Blue Podcast. You could find me on Twitter, Instagram at uh, True Blue Podcast or Podcast True Blue. Um, really happy to be doing this. Um, I'm excited to be posting this. Hope everyone has an awesome weekend. I hope Valentine's is awesome for everyone and, you know, they're with someone that they love. Um, or just, you know, communicating with someone that they love, however that, however that looks. But I uh, just want to say thanks for joining me with the True Blue Podcast. My name is Zach Sicardi. You have an awesome weekend.